We are our trainmates. Though we are all in surrender of time, your enthusiasm and passion on the subject will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Good evening, this is Patrick Stewart and you're listening to Trackmate. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trackmate podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All I ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses. I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. Hello and welcome to Trekmate. My name's Mark Stanford. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Not, not so fast there, matey boy. Hello and welcome to Trekmate. My name's Wayne Emery. My name's Mark Stamper. And my name's Paul Drinkwater. Great, now I'm on third again. <laughs> Yes, the pecking order has been restored. <laughs> How are you? Very good, thank you. Very good. Been Welcome very tired. Welcome back. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's nice to be back. It's it's, it's amazing how much you uh, sometimes miss uh, a microphone. Um, I'll take that as you please. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't tell me that. Once the podcasting buggers bit, we all feel it. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. I know that, but, I know when I've had little breaks before when you do sort of miss it, don't you? It's quite strange, really. It, it, it is, especially when you've gone so long in your life without it. Mm. And then suddenly this uh, new fandangled thing is right there. And no, it's uh, brilliant. But we've been doing very well, thank you. Obviously, you guys uh, announced for us the, uh, the birth of Freya. Yes. Yes, little baby. Yes. So thank you very much. Thank you. And I uh, wanted to thank uh, all of the Trekmate family because uh, you've been, uh, everyone's been so kind with uh, showering us with gifts as well. Like, uh, Mark and uh, Kirsty got us uh, some baby clothes, which are absolute gold. Yeah, they're always point. handy, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And um, uh, the guys all pitched in and got a whole bunch of a huge uh, bunch of flowers, and also uh, Renee got us a uh, a, a Star Trek themed uh, baby grow as yeah, well. I did see that. That was cool. So uh, yeah, well, I don't want to sound like I'm the only one who hasn't got you anything. So I'm going to tell you what I've got you because it just hasn't arrived yet. That's all. No, I, I did say the guys. You could have got away with that. No, no, no. But I, I, I knew it wouldn't be true. <laughs> I, I've got you two little baby, uh, two little Star Trek baby grows. One with Card's head on one, saying "Little Captain," and one with Riker's head on it, saying "Little Number One." And <laughs> I've got you a spoon and bib set, and the bib's got uh, the K7 space station on it. And then the end of the Enterprise, and it lights up and sounds and everything. 
and then you've got an actual model of the Enterprise that you can put a baby spoon in and it does lights and sounds. So instead of here comes the aeroplane, you can say here comes the Enterprise. That is brilliant. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> it's being delivered on Tuesday. So, uh, sorry, Paul, I missed that last bit. I said it's being delivered on Tuesday. <laughs> it doesn't arrive till Tuesday. Yeah, it's actually going to be turning up on Saturday, but Tuesday is always my concession. No, brilliant. Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. So It's a little bit late. I don't think it came from America. Well, that's the thing. None of the good stuff's over here. No, exactly. No, yeah. But, yeah, no, um, on the build-up to uh, having... Freya, it was quite a eventful uh, time at that point because obviously uh, we had her on the Tuesday and then the Friday before uh, my dog and I got attacked by another dog. Yes. yes. So, uh, yeah, that was handy. Yeah. <laughs> I must say it's hilarious watching a big man like Wayne being chased by a chihuahua. <laughs> That's thing. It was uh, chewing my little toe off. <laughs> but no, it was, so yeah, it was like this uh, Staffordshire Bull Terrier cross pit bull. Oh, nice. Very sort cross. of dog. So uh, yeah, no, me and my dog are both healed up now, and the uh, police are doing everything that they need to, and uh, everything is getting sorted out. But then after that, uh, obviously, just been spending loads of time with the family, helping Leanne as she heals up, and uh, just been spending a lot of quality time with the family. So, and I wanted to thank you guys for holding the fort for us. Oh, our pleasure. Our pleasure. And how about you guys? What have you been up to? (sighs) Uh, What have I been up to this week? Work and stuff. (laughs) Work and stuff. Although I did, although we did, um, we all managed to sign up for a martial arts course last night. Did we? Well, me, 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 my daughter and Kirsty, we signed up. Oh right, okay. Not you, know. not you. I haven't roped you into anything. Well, it was the thing. It was near, near, near where um, Ellen goes to Cubs, and they've got this um, a martial arts centre there, and they'd, they'd gone for a visit, and you know the way they sort of rope you in, and she said she wanted to do it, so we went along for the visit last night, and we're really quite impressed with it. Um, you know, it's all done really professionally, and so she she said she wanted to do it. So we signed her up for like a six month sort of starter course thing to okay, see daughter. Uh, my daughter. Oh. And um, then I said, oh well, I might give it a go. So I, I ended up signing up. And he says, well, if you both sign up, that means Kirsty can go for free. So for this next six months, twice a week, I'm going to be doing a sort of bit of. You start off with basic martial arts, and then after that, you can go on to. If you want, sign on to do a, a black belt program in like taekwondo or jujitsu or something. So, okay, though, though since three of you are doing it, that doesn't mean you can now pick on your son. <laughs> yeah, he's not quite old enough yet. He can go next. He can go next year. So Kirsty's going to be able to kick your ass now. Well, I'm a lot taller than her, so I'll just hold. I'll just hold her at um, arm's length. <laughs> Excellent. So, is it just like a general? It is general uh, for the first six months, yeah, so it's just sort of general blocks, kicking, punching, that sort of thing. And then after you've done that, you can then decide if you want to do more, you can sign up and do like a black belt program in, yeah, something more specialised, like taekwondo or something. So, yeah, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. 
was, I was just going to say, I suppose also that way you get to really feel out which martial art really uh, suits you best. Yeah, that's the plan anyway. So it was really just, I mean, mostly for Ellen to get a bit of, um, a bit more exercise and you know, give her a bit of uh, discipline and and that sort of thing. But um, it'll be it'll be good fun if we can sort of all train together. So. Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's something very positive. I think there's definitely something to be said about uh, uh, doing uh, some form of martial art. Yeah. Encourages a lot of discipline in your life. Yeah, and I mean, you learn to defend yourself as well, which is quite important. So. And you get the incentive to do it all the time if you're with somebody. Yeah, exactly. You haven't got an excuse, have you? No, so that's it. This time next year, Mark will be leading the Cobra Kai dojo. <laughs> yeah, possibly. It's the bad guys from Karate Kid. Yeah. Ah, the ones with the naughty kicks. Yes, yes. Mark will be doing all the dirty moves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I won't share a room with you in the next Star Trek London then. Ah, oh, you'll be alright. <laughs> oh dear. Um, uh, been up so much yourself, Paul? No, 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 I've just got my car back, which I'm quite happy about, uh, after it's been in for repair, and again, after somebody else damaged it, and uh, the courtesy car they gave me broke down seven times in the space of two days. So, oh, that, that's uh, always nice, isn't it? Yeah, so I was pleased to get rid of that. Um, but no, just, just working, really. Um, Excellent. Well, I'm glad that you've uh, both been keeping well, both been keeping well, and also whilst... I haven't been here. There's been plenty going on in the Trackmate world. Oh, yes, yes. Lots of going on. Lots, lots, lots. Yes, we haven't lots. been idle. No, not at all. Not at all. And also, I'm glad that I managed to get back today because obviously uh, next week is our birthday. Oh, it is. I, I've got two birthdays now. <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, we're like the Queen. We have uh, our having a party. Uh, official birthday. I'm sure that we could do our own little geek dances in celebration. We could. I was going to say, I, I, I knew it was our birthday <coughs> next. I got an email earlier saying that our very first website was coming up for renewal. Oh, with, uh, with Mr. Side. Yeah, and when yeah. we started that, it cost us £11 or something, I think it was. It said on the, the last payment made was £11, and the renewal this year was 45 uh. uh. Right. So or I, I, I had a quick search on Google on a, of a way to sort of cancel the subscription and stuff. So I just typed in Mr. Site Cancel. Mm. And so somebody had put a subject line on the forum saying, does anybody know how I can cancel Mr. Shite? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yes, well, that is how we uh, fondly called them yeah. after so long. But uh, yeah, no, so, uh, November 25th is uh, exactly uh, the... A year to the day that I, the first podcast ever came out. I reckon I'm, I'm going to listen to it for nostalgia. Yeah, I might I'm, do that as well, actually. Just to, just to remember what we were like. We used to do it in sections, didn't we? We used to record one section and stop, and then do another section and stop. And then I, <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, where now we just... We can't tell them all the secrets. Sorry, sorry. No. We don't do that anymore. No, we ironed it out after a couple of episodes. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot to iron out after the first episode. Yes, 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 yes. I still, I still enjoyed those early shows, though, being a listener at the time. No, no I'm, glad that, I'm glad that you did. Otherwise, 
we wouldn't have been talking to you now. No, uh, quite true. Yeah, no, I, I think we've, I think we've kept to uh, what we. The same sort originally... of spirit. The same spirit is there, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Obviously, a lot, a lot has changed, and we'll discuss that next week. Uh, a lot has changed over the year. A lot has happened. And so it's been a big year. Yeah. Yeah, the the first the first year for Trekmate has been quite an eventful year, so I think uh, we're definitely going to have plenty to talk about next week. Oh yes. So oh, a special brace for impact. <laughs> you're doing a special brace for impact for it. Well, I'll, I'll have to, won't I? It's our birthday. I'll sing. <laughs> Excellent. I look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to do a special video brace for impact in your birthday suit for it. Uh, no. <laughs> no that is a relief. If it's out on telly. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I don't think uh, Mr. YouTube would be very happy with us. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Plus, you don't want to be looking at my book. <gasps> really? No. I'd be intrigued. Yeah, that's the thing that worries me about you, though. <laughs> I mean, I remember the conversation when you said if you got the opportunity to, you try eating human flesh, which worries me. If you might try, you know, doing something untoward to me. No, that that is a very different conversation, and you've taken that totally out of context. <laughs> but still, I won't elaborate. I'll leave a, bit, a little bit of mystery there. <laughs> <laughs> But still, uh, seeing as there is uh, quite a bit of news uh, from us this week, I suppose it's only fitting that we go here. Time for Trek News on the Trekmate Podcast. Yes, and it's that time again for the news. Now, there's uh, a couple of big news bits here. Yeah, yeah. So before, not, not, not a lot out yeah. there, but what, what's come out is, is pretty big, I think. But what I did want to bring everyone's attention to is that if you are hungering for your Star Trek news at any point in the week, uh, day or night, uh, your first stop shop should now be uh, trekmatefamily.com as uh, we now have our very own news editor. We do indeed. Yeah, Mr. John Taylor, who is uh, providing all of the uh, latest Star Trek news uh, as and when it happens, and he's really on the ball. He is, yeah. We've had about five stories published this week already, I think, haven't we? I think it's even well, more than that Probably now. more than that. It's getting really <laughs> difficult. It's getting really difficult to keep up with all the, uh, the features and, and new stuff we're putting out now, which is yeah. great. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. One second. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, yeah, no, we've had eight news uh, news articles in the last three days. So he's really on the ball and doing a fantastic job. So if you do want to uh, uh, forget trekmovie.com, forget the others, just... Head on over to trekmatefamily.com and over onto the main site. We're having, we are going to be having a bit of a revamp on the site. We are. So uh, you won't need to go to .org.uk site in the future to get to everything that we're pointing at. But uh, if you go to trekmate.org.uk or trekmatefamily.com, 
and click on the news there, you'll be able to uh, keep up to date with all of the latest Star Trek news. Uh, did you want to kick us off with the first story then, Mark? I will. Now, for those of you who listened to the podcast two weeks ago, you will see that I predicted this. And when, when you and I talked about it, Paul, and we talked about the, yep. um, the trailer for the new movie, and I was right. So I said, oh, wouldn't it be good? Or oh, I think what they what they would do, they would um, put the, tra- the trailer out with a big Christmas movie, which is, of course, going to be The Hobbit. And lo and behold, the first nine minutes of the new movie will be shown before The Hobbit on a, in IMAX. And this is coming to the UK, and apparently it's coming to the UK a day before it comes to the States. I think that's a terrible idea. Uh, what, <laughs> it coming to the UK first? No, no, I think it's a terrible idea that they're going to play you the first nine minutes of the movie and then stop. I mean, yeah, I, but they're going to leave it so that you're just itching for more. Yeah. Yeah, but it's going to be the, and I, and I put this on the forum earlier, it's going to be exactly the same situation. You're sitting there, your laptop's up, you're watching a dirty movie, and the battery dies just as you get to your happy place. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's terrible. You're going to be left there going, no, 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 no. Yeah, but you've been looking forward to The Hobbit anyway, so. I have been looking forward to The Hobbit, but the thing is, though, I will get, I'm, I'm too excitable, and I will watch the Star Trek trailer piss my pants and then have to go home uh, uh, and you're going to miss the three hours of watching the hobbit and i'll miss the hobbit and i would have had nine minutes and i'll be unsatisfied by the nine minutes i got the star trek movie mm. okay. i would sit there and watch it all at once so with this uh, obviously the key words that i've seen is uh imax yes and i haven't got an imax cinema uh well, well there loads. is one in town there's loads in london that. Yeah, that's London, Londinium. Yeah, I've oh. I've I've got to go to Southampton for it. I mean, it's not too far, but it's it's a lot further than I'd normally go to the cinema, considering we've got a cinema just down the road. Um, yeah. But I mean, to see to see the first nine minutes, I mean, I'll do it. It's it's right near my birthday, so. Because what date does it actually come out on? Uh, apparently it's the thirteenth. Thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a week before my birthday, so. I it, I'm very tempted, though I'm sure that uh, pretty quickly there will be some uh, videos appearing on YouTube for will, limited amounts of time. They will yeah. be on. They will be popping up on YouTube within 30 minutes. Have we got a release date yet? May what of the actual movie? May 17th or something yes, like that. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. May the 17th. Oh, Wayne, that could be our birthday present. It is. Uh, it, very, it very well could be. Uh, that's it. We could uh, cel- uh, re- celebrate together. Though I, I do think that maybe we should try and do something special for the uh, uh, for the premiere or yeah. the movie. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, well, that's the thing. After the year that we've had, we've got to uh, keep thinking of ways to uh, push the boundaries. Yeah, definitely. We'll try and get there on, on the red carpet when uh, all the stars roll up. Yeah, yeah, they might recognise us from Star Trek. Oh, no, they weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Right, anyway, so, first nine minutes. Hmm. Now, nine minutes. Not ten, not five, nine. What do you think? Do you I, think there's... I think there's going to be not much going on. You know, because, I mean, you know, the first nine minutes, I think they'll just have a bit of a build-up, and then they'll, then they'll have a really big, stunning sort of climax at the ninth minute, and then they'll end it. Do you know it, what won't, I, it won't get really exciting until about minute 
eight or nine, and then it'll get really right. cool, and everyone will be like, oh my god! That's why he's done it. JJ's very clever at things like that. Then the eighth and ninth minute will be amazing. There'll be a bit of build-up, and it'll have this huge, awesome, either a cliffhanger, or they'll be just about to reveal who Benedict Cumberbatch is playing, because I don't think they'll actually reveal who he's playing in this. I'd be very surprised if they did. Eight and a half, it'll go, God, no. I don't think they'll reveal it. Do you know um, what I think? I think that JJ, with Star Trek II, has decided to skip a few years and remake the motion picture. And eight and a half minutes of that is going to be the flyby scene. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it could well be. And I would be happy with that. (laughs) I just want a trailer. Just a proper, why can't I just do a trailer? Why do they have to cock tease? It's probably because uh, they still haven't made the trailer, so they thought, you know what, stuff it will just uh, throw in some actual footage. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a trailer coming as well. There'll be yeah. lots of trailers coming. And that's, it'll probably be just as the 2009 trailer of like uh, people welding the ship together never gave yeah, anything away. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Because that wasn't actually in the film anyway. No, no, it wasn't. It was just all made up, yeah. But I, 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 but I don't think they're going to give too much of the movie away. They're not going to give much plot away at all in the first nine minutes. No, no, that's the thing. You might see uh, Spock and Uhura snogging a little. Or... Yeah, for somebody with no emotions, he's certainly got emotions there. Mm. Well, no, he's never said that he's got no emotions. He's half human. Yeah. It's Both just have emotions anyway. But. Yeah. Exactly. I never remember who were one in the original series. I know I haven't watched all the original series, but I, know I might have missed something. No, there was, all, there was always a suggestion there. That's the thing. There was a slight undertone, but then I think Uhura was probably a little bit of a floozy. Yeah. <laughs> but let's, let's, let's face it, she was a little bit outnumbered. So yeah. she, she could have had the uh, pick of the litter. Yeah, she could have done. That's true. <laughs> Very true. That's the thing. I think a woman's life in space travel would be uh, very rewarding. Could be. <laughs> could be. Uh, so well, I mean, obviously, everyone, you know, a lot of people are really, really excited <laughs> about that. So that's that's a really big bit of news. Finally, we get to it see is. something. It would be just nice to see what sort of feel that JJ is giving the next movie. Because mm. obviously, yeah. as we've said, there's not going to be any groundbreaking revelations in the first nine minutes. No, I'd be very surprised. Wouldn't it be really interesting if Benedict Cumberbatch was uh, playing Luke Skywalker? <laughs> well, that's the thing, honestly, mate. You, you don't want that too much because... Uh, standing behind him, you'll have uh, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck ready to defend him. Yeah. Go- Goofy playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> oh, gosh. Have we... Uh, I, I do apologise, guys. I haven't listened to last week's pod yet. Did you... Uh, I know that uh, the wilderness touched on it, but uh, did you guys uh, mention... Star Wars being bought by Disney. Yeah, we did. We we have mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, we okay. have talked about it. Just shows that they're not really a grown-up franchise, doesn't it? Well, Star Wars has always they've always been kids' movies anyway. Yeah, really. 
Oh yeah, they have. They have very much so. So all of the diehard Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, picture that had uh, R2D2 was a Mickey Mouse ears on. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that too. I mean, I, I do, I do like the Star Wars movies, but yeah, I mean, well, if they're going to make more, at least they've taken away from George Lucas. Oh yeah, it can only make uh, the franchise stronger. Well, he didn't could, do a very good job, apparently, from what I've uh, heard. You know, when you when you get Yoda advertising uh, Vodafone and stuff like that, he, you know, George Lucas would sell his own grandmother. So <laughs> I'm 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 just glad they've, you know, he, he's not in control of the franchise anymore. Uh, so uh, anyway, that's a slightly uh, digress. A slight digression. Yeah. Slight digression. Um, We're digressing now. You're back, Wayne. Did that not happen? No. Ah, oh, I I I hate each, to uh, each, each show. An hour and a half, with all the music really? and everything, yeah. And now we're going to be going back to recording until 2.30 in the morning. Probably. No, 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 no. <laughs> My contract clearly states... <laughs> no, your contract clearly stated that you wouldn't be drunk. <laughs> and I'm not, so I'm stone cold sober. Right. Exactly, there was no promises on my end. Only because I've got to go drive driving in a minute, otherwise I would have had a drink. Only a little one, though. Oh, yeah. It adds in the uh, the subtext there. So, uh, our next bit of news is, most of you would know this, but Enterprise is now getting released next year on Blu-ray. Yay! So, which makes sense, because it was already filmed in HD. Exactly. So, I mean, it's a dead easy conversion, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I don't know if they're going to try and do anything with a couple of the graphics bits, but I think it's fine as it is. I think it's fine. I mean, it was made recently enough that um, most of the effects are reasonably good and, and still stand up, so uh, I don't think there's well, really any need for them to... No, they were all computer-generated, so yeah. it's not as if they were worrying about any of the models or whatnot. So, And they are running a competition to actually decide... Well, they're having a poll, aren't they, to decide what cover art to use. Mm. Yeah, I saw yeah. that on our website. Yes, I saw it on our website too, which is uh, the first place that you should look for your Star Trek news poll. Oh, exactly. That's what I did. That's why I saw it there. Yeah, and um, obviously there's three choices. What do you guys think of them? The first one is uh, uh, different variations of Archer with... Uh, two other members of the crew mm. with normally a planet scene and the ship behind them. Well, that was too original. It's been done before. Yeah, it's been done. I mean, they're okay. I mean, okay, box art. Well, I mean, it's important, but it's not the most important thing. No. Um, it's, it's, it's quite nice. Um, but yeah, it, it's a bit... Yeah, we've seen that sort of thing before. I like the one with the ships. With the, the ship sort of number two, the, the move whooshing through space. Yes, I'd probably yeah, go. I quite like the third ones as well. What was the third one? Third one is it's just got the um, Enterprise the logo. Yeah, it's got the Enterprise Archer. logo and uh, Archer in the background. I'd probably go for two or three. One just looks very samey. Yeah, but someone's knocked that up. To be I mean, honest, it's not bad. It's not I, bad. It's just I prefer number one. I prefer number one just because it's like, once again, I, uh, 
you get to see uh, like the same sort of treatment that the other series uh, have had. Like on that, I, I just prefer I prefer the samey sort of feel. It makes me feel good. Yeah, the others I, are a little different, I guess, but yeah, no, I I can understand. They're all lovely. I like them all. So uh, Paul's okay. So I vote one. Paul votes two, and Mark votes three. Well, I'm glad we made it easy. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> but you can go over to uh, Facebook and, and vote if you want. If you're not on Facebook, then tough, uh, by the looks of it. annoys me when they do that. Mm. Yeah, but if you set yourself up a basic Facebook account just for these sorts of things and didn't actually add anything to it. Yeah, but mm, it just annoys me because Facebook's a walled garden. But never mind. We won't go there. <laughs> But, is it, but it's quite, but it's quite a nice bit of interaction there, just you know, giving fans the choice, mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to choose what you know which ones they want. I mean, they're all they're all pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And at the end of the day, I'm only going to look at it when I get the DVD out, get the Blu-ray out, and then I'm just going to be mm-hmm. watching watching it on the telly anyway. So I, I don't mind too much. I don't. Obviously, the box art at the end of the day, as you said, doesn't make too much of a difference. But I I do like that they are including us in. Mm. Really, on it as I mean, well. really, what you want is loads of cool extra features and documentaries on the Blu-ray. That's what and you want. To be honest, I would have thought that Enterprise being so recent that there's probably a whole plethora of stuff that mm. they could actually include. I liked Enterprise. I'd like them to include the last four series. <laughs> what, taking it up to series eight? Yes. Yes, I think the Romulans. Yes, I think you won't get any arguments in that case. No, no, not at all. Find DVDs then. And that's like in the uh, uh, opening ceremony when they asked uh, what they would have changed about uh, about their time on Star Trek, and everyone's like, "Oh, cup holder in the captain's chair." Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Shatner and uh, Bakula were just like uh, seven seasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that that was up there because I didn't actually get to be there for that event. This is the first time that we've actually spoken on air with you guys about the event. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you've been, you've been on holiday, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. So, yeah, no, was, uh, I was glad that it was up there because it was a really good opening ceremony. It was. Yeah, we, yeah, we were sat right down the front there. If I could on go the back floor. and I've done that one, I'd go and do this alternate one. If I need to watch that, that's on our website as well. Have you not watched the alternate opening ceremony yet? No. It's really good. Mate, I know, I've, I've I know how much spare time you've got. You've got plenty of time to watch it. <laughs> do it at work when I'm going to be doing something else <laughs> honestly I, isn't that what you do every day no it's not I've been doing lots of reports and stuff today uh, after I admitted on Twitter that Adam Howes and myself were having a baby yeah what was all that about I don't know I just had a bit of a funny mood so I thought I'd say that we were having a baby oh okay I and I hadn't, seen, I hadn't seen him on uh, Twitter for a while and all of a sudden he appeared <laughs> Hmm. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's the And you worry about me, Paul. Do I? Supposedly. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> That's nice of me, isn't it? It is. I'm a good friend. So... Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much all of the actual track news uh, this week. That uh, because uh, I did I did get online beforehand and go, have you spoke about this? Yes. Have you spoke about that? Yes. Okay then. <laughs> we'll speak about this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've got a few little is... yeah we've got a few little bits of trackmate news though. Yeah, obviously we've told you about the uh, news now being on the site. Yes, and I did mean to mention it last week, and when Paul and I were recording, I completely forgot. Obviously, we um, the week before we announced the winner of our um, box set, the competition we were running at Star Trek London, and of course that was Simon Cordell. And just to let everyone know, he chose Enterprise as the well series done, of choice. Well done. So that should that's probably with him now, actually. Excellent. A lovely box set of all of Enterprise on DVD should be with Simon. If it's, it should be by the time this pod's released on Sunday. So, uh, well done, Simon. Yeah, big congratulations to you, Simon. Hopefully, you're still listening <laughs> and didn't that, just take oh. Enterprise and run. Because <laughs> that's Raffle Code one, is it? It is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's from I've the Raffle that. Code on the on the oh, list. But thank you to everyone who did enter. Yeah. No. Unfortunately, but... there was only one lucky winner. There was, and uh, it's 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 nice that he's gone for Enterprise because I I do uh, I love that show. And I think uh, uh, not enough people have given it enough enough oh, of a good go. Definitely. So uh, also we do have another uh, big piece of news this week, and that is obviously you guys know that we may have started a few pods over the year. So uh, we've gone from being one show to being two to three to four to five. And then we had the Delta Quadrant uh, join us recently. So uh, we went up to eight shows per week. Uh, And now we are being joined by another established podcast that has approached the uh, Trekmate family network uh, to uh, join the fold. Uh, They've been going since 2009, so I'd like to say uh, a big thank you and a big welcome uh, to the family, to the Lou Trek show. Yes, welcome indeed. Hello. So it's uh, they're an absolutely fantastic uh, pod. I've I've not listened to them since day one, but I am going back through their back catalogue now, especially now that they've joined the family. And uh, they That's do... a bit of listening because they've just released something like show 165 or something. So you've got wow. a hell of a lot of listening, yeah. Yeah, they have. I'm not saying it's going to be a quick job. It's going to be really enjoyable to do that because uh, they, uh, Lou and Brian, uh, do an absolutely fantastic, uh, fantastic job. And they've been joined most recently as well by um, Matt and uh, JD over the last few weeks. Mm, yes. So I and I think I think them guys might have uh, uh, been uh, pushing the uh, trackmate pimp, banner, pimp, pimping us out a little bit. Yeah. So uh, uh, check uh, check out the Lou Track show, guys. Uh, visit our website. You'll be able to find out all of their details. And uh, so just thank you to Lou for wanting to come over, <coughs> and uh, we look forward to. Uh, uh, a long and prosperous uh, relationship. Yes, indeed. So now that's nine podcasts per week. I have no chance of listening to all of these. I'm going to have to pick up my favourites. You're not allowed to pick favourites. 
I'm going to pick out the ones that I like to listen to. Then. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, there. Are, uh, I I don't think we've really got any weak pods. Well, I can knock two on the head straight away because I do brace for impact. I know what that is, and I'm on this one, so I know what this is. Yeah, but yeah. most of the time you don't know what you've said on brace for impact. Do you know? I I remember last night I recorded brace for impact. I then listened to it again after I'd recorded it. It went, oh, that was good. And then woke up this morning and went, what was brace for impact for last night? Uh. <laughs> but listen to it now. It's really good. Apparently, it was. <laughs> What was it on this week? Randomosities. Oh, I'm intrigued. I'll give it a listen. I think it's definitely one of the, the uh, best brace for impact yet. Really Excellent. enjoy it. I'll uh, whack that on. Uh, the only time that I seem to have really got any sort of time for uh, listening to pods uh, whilst I've not been at work, because uh, I spend uh, most of my listening time whilst I'm actually uh, at work. Mm. Uh, so it's been pretty much when I've been in bed about to go to sleep, which sometimes means I get to listen to the majority of a pod, but then some nights I listen to three minutes before I conk out. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, yeah, so Brace for Impact is probably going to be one of the uh, best pods for uh, going to bed because I could probably just about hold on long enough. So... Yeah, but still, uh, I like that you can listen to my voice and just hold on long enough. <laughs> yeah, before I lose all control. And we do have one other piece of news. And what is that, Paul? Oh yes, yes, I've got to go. Um, I'm going to pick my grammar up from the hospital. So uh, live long and prosper. Every- oh dear, oh dear. Sorry, I've just done a, a pop off, and that's not very nice at all. Um, see you all soon. Tally ho, Paul. Cheers, Paul. <laughs> Bye. So. It's just us again, Mark. It's just us again. It's back, back to the old days again. It's lucky I was here. <laughs> yeah, it is rather, isn't it? <laughs> so, uh, on that bombshell, it's time for this. Enterprise, Lieutenant Uhura here. Yes, and it's that time again for your emails. So uh, the first email that we have is from Cindy Kong, uh, who says, Hello, Mark and Paul. I'd like to add a few observations on the topic of Star Trek aliens. Uh, A, by the time of the 24th century, there are no Andorians or Tellarites in Starfleet. Was this actually confirmed anywhere, Mark? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, you certainly never saw them, anyway. No. I've I... never seen it that it was actually confirmed, that there weren't any in there. There may may have been, there may not. We never saw them. Yeah, no, because uh, when I was reading this, I thought to myself, I couldn't actually recall if they had ever said, uh, like, say, Andor has left Starfleet, mm. has left the Federation, rather. No. So. no. I mean, I think they were still part of the Federation. They may or may not have had um, Starfleet officers. I don't think it's ever said. Yeah, no, but still. Yeah, no, though, just uh, a big uh, lack of uh, them on screen. Yeah, definitely. B, the Federation uh, was largely at peace until the Dominion War. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, C, USS Voyager was lost in the Dallas Quadrant. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, she writes Vulcans in TNG. 
there were Vulcan crew members on the Enterprise D. Uh, season three, Sarek, the revered uh, ambassador, has uh, Bendy syndrome. Season five, Unification one and two, uh, and Gambit one and two, where Picard tries to stop a Vulcan from using a yeah, relic. The, yeah, there were a few Vulcans in there, but we didn't find anything more about the Vulcan culture, though, did we? Um, that no. Was, that was the point I was making, was that, okay, you might see them, but you didn't actually find out anything more. You didn't find out a lot of the, the detail that you wanted until you got to Enterprise. Yeah, because obviously the original series really laid the groundwork for the Vulcans and set up a lot of their mythology mm. and everything. But you're right, because, yes, uh, I don't feel that having a... Uh, Vulcan crew member walk past or seeing Sarek or Spock once or twice uh, really adds anything to the species. No. No, I, I'd always wanted that detail just to find out a little bit more and no, we had we did have to wait till Enterprise for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she continues, Vulcans in Voyager, Tuvok, Tork Kess, Bolana and Harry Kim, Vulcan men- Mental Discipline. Uh, innocence, we learn from Tuvok how Vulcans are bad with their children. Uh, Vorik initiating the mating cycle in Balana, which was the beginning of her relationship with Tom Paris. Mm. In Gravity, Tuvok re- uh, relives a moments from his youth where he has lost control of his emotions. Body and soul, uh, Tuvok experiences Pomfar. And mind meld, mind meld, mind meld, plenty of mind to your meld over the course of the series. Yeah, well, I mean, we'd seen mind melds before, hadn't we? I mean, I'll concede some of those points. I mean, we did find a little bit out in Voyager, um, but only because Tuvok was there. The mind melds, well, you, you see those all the time, don't you? So, um, mm-hmm. a, li- a little bit. I mean, obviously, you had to have a little bit of Vulcan culture in there, because obviously you had a, one of the main crew members was Vulcan, so... And, and, I think, I, and I always liked Tuvok. I think he was great. I was going to say, I think Tim Russ actually played a fantastic Vulcan. Yeah, he's definitely my favourite Vulcan, I think. I think, he, I think he was great. Yeah, no, I th- uh, I would say so as well. So, yeah, no, I can see he uh, did do a lot of that, though, obviously. That it, just once again, there was not a lot of uh, back story to the actual culture. No. But, uh, but I can understand where you're coming from, though... Uh, didn't they slightly uh, with the Ponfar on Voyager didn't it pretty much like just make the uh, the original Ponfar seem a little bit uh, farcical it did I mean it it was done it was done very differently and he he manages to sort of semi-control it doesn't he with um, because he goes through the Ponfar twice I believe yeah and then then he has the um, the holographic um, simulation of his wife doesn't he Exactly, and also, which I'm surprised he didn't have anyway, uh, but with Balana as well, because she goes through the Ponfar, uh, and she ends up getting into a fight with, uh, was it Vorik? Yes, yeah. She ends up getting into a fight with him, and then snaps out of it without even killing him. Yeah, exactly. So I I would say it contradicted a couple of points. Mm. So uh, don't always turn to Enterprise to be the one that uh, 
blows history out of the water. No, quite. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> she also said uh, the Herogian story arc appeared across over seven episodes. Hunter, Prey, The Killing Game 1 and 2, uh, Soon Cat, See, yeah. uh, Flesh and Blood 1 and 2. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, they were. It, That's absolutely it, right. I'd just like to have seen more of them. I don't know. Rather than Kazon. I wouldn't have had a problem if they had stretched that over an entire series. Yeah. A season or yeah. two. Yeah. And it's like the, the point that, you know, um, Paul and I made. We, we really liked the Herogen and they were underused, whereas the Kazon were very much overused. With the Kazon, though, I never understood how they were in Kazon space for so long, considering how crap their ships were. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They must have just been very, very spread. I, d- I don't get how they'd managed to spread that far, but maybe they'd stolen the ships from somewhere. They were like space pikeys, weren't they? They were, and maybe it's one of them things of they've been around for absolute centuries, just just like the, the real primitive amoeba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just stick well, well, around forever. Well, the um, the Kazon were slaves of a race called the Trabe, weren't they? Yes. So they they, maybe the Trabe were quite what widely spread, and mm-hmm. when they managed to, I think they overthrew the Trabe in the end. God knows how. Um, you know, probably sold them too many tea towels and clothes pegs, and they just got sick of them. You know, tar- tarmacking their space drive. Uh, Honestly, I would have thought it'd be the odor. They always the Kazon always looked like they reeked. Yeah, they always did. Well, it's like I said last week: Wurzel Gummidge in space. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Very much so. Uh, and she uh, finishes with the the Compass story ended in fury when Kess finally realised she was ready to go home. Aside from the short lifespan, we learn that uh, Ocompa. Uh, go through the reproductive cycle only once in their lifetime. Mm. And that's all she could think of while she was listening. Uh, I didn't hear your comments on the Acumpi yet. Uh, We would just, you know, we'd just like to have found out a little bit more about them, really. Um, I mean, the whole Mm -hmm. reproductive cycle once in the lifetime, where you can understand that they only live for nine years. I'd just like to have seen a little bit more. I I thought they were just a little bit alien, a little bit different. Would have just been nice to have seen a little bit more, but you know that's that was Voyager. There was a, quite a lot of lost opportunities there. As much as I like the series, there was a lot of things they could have done better. Yeah, yeah. No, I I totally agree. I totally agree. So, uh, do you want to take our next email? I shall take the next email, and this is a follow-up to last week's email, and that's from Paula Page, and she says, "Hiya, I'm emailing you from my other device this time, as I thought you might find it amusing." My horse and cart is my very old, very slow dinosaur computer. This is Wayne because in the email she sent us last week, at the bottom she had the little signature which says, um, sent from my horse and cart. Uh, like they sent from my iPhone type signatures. Yeah. And she says, can you guess what I'm using now? Haha. <laughs> anyway, enjoy your podcast again, but I'm useless at the quizzes and competitions. Paula. And she has at the uh, bottom, sent from my Galaxy class starship. Excellent. <laughs> so, I well, from that, I would assume it was a Samsung Galaxy phone, but I'm pretty sure Paula was an iPhone user, so... So, that's it. She, she's trying to throw you off the scent there. She is, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so... Thank the, you thank you again for the email, Paula. <coughs> nice to hear from you again. Very much so. 
And uh, the next email that we've got is from Laura Fawcett, who is uh, actually uh, someone who's writing articles for us. She uh, is, yes. Yeah, she's uh, writing features for us on the website. So, uh, uh, email from a family member. Uh, hey guys, Laura here, writer for Trekmate. I'm loving the podcast. I thought your points on Voyager were spot on. They could have done a lot more with the Herogen and not so much with the Kazon. They got annoying, as you say. Uh, they appeared too much. The two-parter, the killing game, was my favourite of that season. Thought we saw some good character development in Janeway. Uh, she went through a lot of emotions and seeing her hunted through the corridors of Voyager was especially interesting because she genuinely looks like she was scared. And then she had a great plan, as always, uh, as all great captains do. Uh, I have a question for you guys. If you were the captain of a starship, what class would you like it to be and what would it be called? I would like an Intrepid class. Uh, USS Sheldon huh. is a cool name. <laughs> think uh, think, uh, love, the Big Bang Theory me. Uh, Ta-ta for now, Laura. Oops, I was meant to put on the bottom of the other email that I'm Janeway931 on Twitter. She certainly is. Oh, that's a tough question. Um, <coughs> well, everyone's probably going to say Galaxy Class, aren't they? Um, more than likely I would have thought although I do like the Intrepid as well well a Galaxy class starship because it's just so cool But can you captain a Borg cube? not really because you wouldn't be captain then anyway no you wouldn't be captain it's a hive it's a hive yeah I'd I'd probably go for Galaxy class I would call it the USS Awesome (laughs) Um, I would that's the thing I I would probably go for a Defiant class just because mm. I think it's a nice, small, powerful ship. <coughs> and, uh, I thought I might go for that. Always handy to have a cloaking device, and I think I would call it the USS McHeadrush. <laughs> I should have gone for that. I should have. I should have. I should have thought of that one, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. No. Uh, so. Uh, no, no doubt I would have had some sort of Trekmate uh, spray paint on the sides. Yeah, we could have had like a big, huge Trekmate logo on the side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really pimp it out. Pimp my starship. That's the thing. You you want to put a bit of bling on there so that then when you're going past the uh, uh, other ships that they go, oh. Oh, yeah, that's a bit cool, isn't it? I, I, I haven't heard that podcast. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, great question though. When uh, Paul's... Uh, back at some point in the future i'll try and remember to ask him so uh, thank you very much for that uh laura and that's the end of the emails so um obviously if anyone wants to send in any messages for the anniversary show we'll probably need to receive them by wednesday uh yes by wednesday yeah, by end of play Wednesday. So if you do want to send anything in, uh, if you send it to trackmate at trackmatefamily.com and uh, we'll add it on to next week's show. So uh, thank you very much uh, for getting in touch, guys. And now it's time for the topic of the week. And now it's time for the topic of the week on the Trackmate Podcast. 
Yes, and it is time for our topic of the week. And this week we're going to talk about Brent Spiner. We have good already old Mr. Spiner. Good old Mr. Spiner, with whom I had my photo taken at Star Trek London. Did you have a Brent photo? I didn't. No. You didn't. No. no I, I was don't. very. I was very tempted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, as soon as I saw that um, was announced, I mean, I've, I've obviously. I mean, we'll talk about Brent Spiner, and we can't talk about Brent Spiner without talking about data. Now we have talked about data before, but we will mention a little bit. I mm. mean, obviously, I mean, that was the first time I was introduced to Brent, and. Um, you know, Data was one of my favourite characters. I thought he, he was he was brilliant. You know, he was he was absolutely fantastic. So when I saw he was going to be a guest at Star Trek London, we had the inkling. Obviously, there was a lot of clues that he was he was going to be coming. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he was announced, I was uh, within ten minutes. I'd gone on the Star Trek London website and booked my photo. So it was really good to um, to meet him, albeit very very briefly, um, and ha- and have that photo taken. And uh, did you <coughs> get an autograph from him? At all, or no, I didn't get any autographs. Autographs. I, I, I wanted the photos so I can have them in a nice frame, but having them autographed, I wasn't too fussed about, to be honest. With with the autographs, I think the the one benefit of obviously because I'm I much prefer to actually get a photo with someone mm. uh, than an autograph. But then if you're getting the autograph, you're actually getting more of their time. Because with the photo shoots, it was very much Stamped pushed there. through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was amazing the speed those things came out though. Oh came yeah, so quickly. You took the photo. By the time you walked down the other side, you waited about ten seconds, and the photo dropped out. It was a real production line, wasn't it? Oh, definitely, definitely. You could see just like the the money just piling up. Yeah, I know. There's just like just money just ching 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 ching. Photos going out one side and cash piling up the other side. And so, and what was he uh, in that brief moment that you had with him? What was he like? Um, he seemed very nice. I mean, it was literally there for seconds. So walked yeah. up. He, you know, he gave a nice warm smile. You know, said hello, nice to meet you. You know, thanks for coming or whatever. Shook my hand, put the arm around me, and um, I, I don't remember what I actually said to him. To be honest, I really no. don't remember what I said. Probably, I think I was just like, uh, uh, probably just like, hello, Brent. It's you know, it's great to meet you, and that, that's pretty much all you got time for. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do remember what I said to some of the others. You know, when I spoke to Andrew Robinson, I said, you know, I loved your character. You know, it's one of my favourite, you know, occasional characters. You know, one of my favourite non-regular characters in Star Trek, and he thanked me mm-hmm. for that. And then when I spoke to Patrick Stewart, I was just like freaking out because it was like, oh my god, I'm standing next to Patrick Stewart. Yeah, and I wanted to say something try and say something a little bit original so I said to him that it isn't Christmas for me until I watch him play Ebenezer Scrooge mm-hmm. in the Christmas Carol movie because I love that movie yeah. and he just said oh thank you and that was pretty much it but but as I said before when Paul and I did the wrap up pod a couple of weeks ago definitely the best photo encounter was with Scott Bakula who was so nice oh mate honestly and well, you, you, got, had... you got the bumper from him yeah exactly you decided to um, get your photo pretty much after I come out I was just like he's so lovely and I saw your photo and looked really nice and I thought yeah I'm going to buy that Yeah, and I'm so it's... glad I did because he was so nice I that's the thing I have to say my favourite interaction over that weekend was of Scott Bakula mm. because he was just the nicest guy going he really was that's what when um i had the photo shoot with him just he instantly 
drew you in just with this huge warmth. Mm, like he, he really engaged every single person it, just for them seconds that you were there. That I was like, okay, I've got to get his autograph because it's like I I need more of this man's time. Yeah, yeah. And then when I went up to him and I just said, it, like, I was, it said, thank you so much. I loved you f- for so many years, like since you played Sam Beckett. Yeah. I said, you, uh, uh, thank you for so- uh, entertaining me for so long. And then I just reeled off quickly because obviously you only pretty much have the time that they take to write their autograph or anything. Though, yeah, Scott, though Scott does make time to actually finish a conversation with someone. Uh, I also, at that point, I turned around and said, as he was signing, I said to him, uh, I interviewed uh, Vaughan Armstrong a couple of weeks ago and he couldn't sing your praises enough. And oh, okay. I thought that might ease the way in there. Mm, definitely. And, he, and then he uh, stopped writing and he looked at me and he said, he's a wonderful guy, brilliant actor. He's gone, uh, uh, you really don't get much better than Vaughn. And then at that point I was gone, because uh, I was interviewing him for our podcast. So I was like, we do an online Star Trek podcast. I don't suppose you'd be willing to uh, do a bumper for us, would you? And he's like, yeah, sure. He's like, yeah, that wouldn't be a problem. Speak to the pit boss and arrange it with him. Uh, so I thought, okay. So I went up to the pit boss and I turned around and said, uh, Scott Scott's Beck- going to Scott's gonna give me an hour's interview. Um. <laughs> yeah, I just said, uh, uh, Scott's uh, agree- uh, uh, told us that he's going to give us uh, a couple of minutes to uh, sort of bumper out for us uh, and ask me to tell you when is the best time to uh, uh, meet him. So he's like, okay, then, uh, well, he's coming back at this time, so just hang about at three and then uh, he'll meet you out there. And then when he was coming back, I bumped into the uh, previously guys, so they were waiting with us. Mm. Then uh, we'd watched everyone walk past, like uh, uh, Shatner and everything. Shatner, you know, not to bother to look at. Yeah. And then um, uh, Scott Bakula was coming, and he had um, three uh, bodyguards with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he didn't notice us at first because he was having a conversation with one of his bodyguards. And I was like, oh, Scott. And then he got his attention. I was like, hi, I spoke to you earlier and you uh, said that you'd be willing to. And at that point, already one of his security guards had their hands on my shoulder, like getting ready to escort me away from him. Yeah. And then uh, and then instantly he saw us. He's like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. He's like, leave him alone. (laughs) He's like, don't worry. Okay, that's cool. And he was such a lovely guy. Honestly, honestly, I have such a man crush on Scott Bakula now. <laughs> yeah, we're a bit like John Barrowman did at the opening ceremony. You've seen the video. Yes, yes. I, I can't blame him at all. And it, he was a really good host. He did. He, he was. Um, you know, I've never been a particularly big fan of his, but I thought he did a really, really good job. You know, when he came out all excited at the beginning and he was good at getting the, you know, you could tell he was excited himself because he is a Trekkie. And he could tell he was like, oh my god, they're all back there. It's so exciting. Is anyone else peeing their pants? And he's just, <coughs> you know, he was he was really funny. He did a really really good job. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he really did. He really did. 
Uh, but then back to uh, the person that we're meant to be talking about. Oh yes, Ben Spiner. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we had a little bit of a a little bit of a Star Trek London digression there. Yeah. No. Well, we haven't spoke about it. It's understandable. That's true. That's true. That's the thing. I just done my little pod, and you guys spoke between yourselves. That's true. That's true. Yes, I mean, obviously Brent's uh, best known for playing Data, and you know, he, he was one of my favourite characters. I think Next Gen wouldn't have been the show it was, or a lot of you know those really really good episodes just wouldn't be there without Data. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for me, he he was one of the the you know the central characters in there. You know, some some of the best episodes in there are, are Data centric, I think. Measure of a Man, love that episode. It just every everywhere every every time he's in it, he's it was just always enjoyable. It was always a good performance, and you know Brent Spiner can act. There were there were a lot of star, there were a lot of actors in Star Trek I think who aren't very good. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of them who were fantastic, uh, and Brent is one of them. You know, a guy who actually can act. Yeah, he's he's one of the uh, character, uh, <coughs> actors that really does such a fantastic job because to play the straight guy mm. so long isn't easy. No. It's not, but he, he was it was really good. <coughs> he does play that data straight guy, but also when he when he slipped out of the character, like in the naked now where he he, he gets drunk, mm-hmm. that that's a really nice, funny and quirky performance. And when he throws himself into the character of Sherlock Holmes as well, mm-hmm. and he puts on that, I mean his English accent's a bit silly, but he's hamming it up. Yes, I think Ben Spiner can actually do a pretty good English or British accent, but he was hamming it up there deliberately. To be like a sort of a, a cheesy uh, Americanized version of a British Victorian accent, yeah, which which I always really liked. I thought, I thought that was really funny. But in every episode, you know, he could play the straight man. He could do the funny bits. He could play Data being almost emotional or being serious. You know, and he, even to the point where um, I think it's Ian Hyde and Q where Q makes mm-hmm. him laugh. You know, gives him the gift of laughter, and he just sits there and just bursts out laughing. Yeah. And then he just, he just sits there, and I mean, that must have been really hard to do to just sit there and just spontaneously burst out laughing like that. Yeah. You know, I think I think that just, easy. I think that just, you know, gives credit to to his acting talent that he could actually do that. Yeah. No, I agree. And also, I tell you, it's not my favorite episode ever, but an episode that really uh, showed him in like totally different uh, circumstances. Was, uh, is it Masks? Or yes. the Mask? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, um, yeah, a lot of people really hate that episode. I mean, it's not brilliant, um, but there are far far worse Trek episodes. I like it because I like Brent Spiner in it. He, mm-hmm. does, he gives a really, all right, the storyline's a bit ropey. Um, they're obviously running out of sort of money towards the end of, because that's in season seven, it is in season seven, and they were running out of money a bit, but I, I, I do quite like that episode, mainly because because of Brent Spiner's performance. Had he not mm-hmm. been in it or been in it minor, it would have been a lot worse of an episode. But I don't think it's as bad as, as people make out. I really don't like the episode. But I think that Brent... Because I've heard a lot of stories about like like the, part, the scenes of that episode. And I think Brent done fantastic with what he was given. Yes. With what he was given and what he interpreted uh, each character to actually uh, need to become, I think he done an absolutely fantastic job. 
to, to, to play those different characters, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. give, give them those life. And I mean, he, I mean, you know, you say, oh, well, he only played data. He didn't, of course, only play data. He played law. Mm-hmm. Which must have been a really interesting experience for him to play the evil version of himself. Exactly. And most of the time, it would be uh, with himself. He would be acting like against like no one. Yeah, and then he, having to act the other side against no one again. Yeah. Which I always felt he'd done an absolutely fantastic job. And it's always fun. I mean, act, you know, actors always say they like playing the villain, so it must have been really good for him just to play that, rather than being the, the sort of rather innocent and na- naive data to be able to play a villain for once. Well, you always have fun uh, playing the bad guy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And of course, he played his own father as well. So Doctor Nooney and Sung in Brothers, mm-hmm. which. Again, I think not a lot of people like that's very early season four. So mm-hmm. straight after the best of both worlds, part two, we have family, which is an obvious sort of Picard dealing with his experience with the Borg. And then the next episode is brothers. So mm-hmm. they go into something a little bit different. And I, I like that one. I do like that episode because, of course, we have the return of law. So he's actually playing three people mm-hmm. in that one episode. So he's playing data, he's playing law and he's playing Dr. Noonie and Singh. But. Uh, Dr. Noonien Sung, sorry. But he's under so much makeup. At first, mm-hmm. I didn't even realise it was him. No. no. That's the thing. Back in the day, I didn't realise either. But that it, it's only after a little while you're like, hang on. But he he really. he it, it's, it must be so hard to get into that sort of mindset of putting yourself because Noonien Singh is a totally different character to Data oh yeah he was very sort of eccentric and quirky and um, sort of a little twitchy I would guess you would call him he looked so much shorter I don't know you know he was he was sort of stooped over because he was an he was an old man so I guess you know his mm-hmm. back had gone but he looked a lot shorter didn't he they, I, I don't know if they had some trick camera angles in there or how they did that yeah but he did look an awful lot um shorter yeah except uh, i think i think you're right though it's probably him right really uh slouched over mm. that uh helps uh, exaggerate that but then he hasn't only played uh one member of the uh singh family no of course because he does return in enterprise and gives it's in the so it's in it's Cold Station 12, mm-hmm. um, The Augments, and mm-hmm. Borderlands, isn't it? The, the three-parter. Yes. And he is fantastic. Yeah, it, it was Eric Sung, wasn't it? Yeah, Eric Sung. So he's Noonien Sung's great-great-grandfather, something like that. He's obviously the ancestor of him. And mm-hmm. again, he's, he's a villain, so he's been dealing with genetic research, you know, going back to the, back, back to the eugenics war, looking at augmenting humans. And you know he he'd been put in prison for this, and again he plays a bad guy, but he plays it so well. I mean, he really does. I, I I really really like those episodes. I'm I'm and you know, looking forward that we might be able to uh, review. We'd we'd probably have to review all three, I think, for supplemental. Maybe at I some think... maybe at some point we'll we'll do them justice and we'll do those three episodes in a row. Yeah, you really wouldn't be able to uh, do any one of them as a one-shot. You you need to have them all tied together. Mm. And they are all absolutely fantastic. Anyone who hasn't uh, watched Enterprise, them three episodes alone are well worth 
yeah, that's sort of fairly early season four, isn't it? Yes, it is, and yeah. and, and it, they're very self-contained as well. It doesn't spoil anything about the series if you just watch them three episodes. No, no, it's its own little self-contained arc. But again, you know, a, re- a really good performance from him. There's something very different, and it does just show, you know, that he is actually a versatile actor. Mm-hmm. Tell you what else I liked him in. Now, he's been in various things, but um, everyone, I mean, a lot of people don't like this movie. I think it's fantastic. Independence Day. I loved Independence Day. It was the first movie that Kirsty and I went to see together. Oh. Back in September 1996. I, I really like that film. I think it, I mean, it's, there's a lot of silly things in that movie. It's like, right, how do we defeat uh, an advanced alien civilization who's going to invade our planet? Tell you what, we'll get this uh, this little Apple Macintosh laptop and we'll just plug it into the alien spaceship and give it a virus. Absolutely ludicrous, but I do love that movie. I think it's a brilliant yeah. action movie. And yeah. He played the, uh, the, the the sort of mad scientist guy whose name escapes mm-hmm. me now. He plays the, the doctor down in Area 51. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, it's Data, it's Brent Spiner. He's just so quirky and you know, he's got this long sort of straggled... Uh, greasy grey hair and he's like oh Mr President you know it's such an honour to meet you says as you can imagine they don't let us out very much <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he's, I I thought he was absolutely fantastic in that even when the uh, aliens got hold of him and uh, like using him as a uh, almost like a microphone sort of thing yeah they do they wrap the tentacles around his neck and yeah he speaks for them yeah yeah it, and I think he done uh, that role so well. And uh, I don't know what... It, 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 to be honest, <coughs> I never had a problem with the uh, whole taking down the ship with a computer virus. Um, I, I much more uh, thought it was a bit of a cop-out that aliens could uh, get hurt by water. Uh, it, I think that was signs, wasn't it? Oh, 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 don't talk... Oh, that's rubbish that movie that is absolute crap not a fan signs oh no it's terrible absolutely terrible film i didn't mind it in the sense of i didn't mind uh the like the sort of build up and like that i like anticipation Mm. but then for them to uh just uh be scared away by water yeah, it was, just, it was just ludicrous. I mean, I'm not a slight digression, but I'm not a fan of um, M Night Shyamalan at all. I one of the films I did like was one of the first ones I saw. Have you seen the movie Unbreakable, starring Bruce yes. Willis? Brilliant. Yes, film. that is absolutely fantastic. Where he finds out he's actually a superhero. Yeah, that is uh, absolutely brilliant. A fantastic movie. Um, on, the, on the flip side, uh, did you ever see The Village? Yes, unfortunately, I did waste approximately oh, two hours of my life watching that. That was even worse. That was terrible. <laughs> that, 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 that was awful. I think with M. Night Shyamalan, though, you're, it's very hit and miss. Yeah, well, I really liked Unbreakable. I did quite like The Sixth Sense, even though we went to see that at the cinema, and I guessed it halfway through, which did mm-hmm. sort of spoil it, I guess, the ending. Um, but still quite a good twist to a movie. And then I think every one of his other movies I saw, so I saw Signs, and then I saw The Village, and then I think after that I gave up and said I'm never watching one of his movies again. Yeah, the, yeah, I, 
I, I'm not as harsh on signs as what maybe you are, but yeah, I can totally understand it after the village. That was god awful. It was. It was a terrible film. And let's see, it's. It was only after... Uh, I hadn't actually seen it, but my wife had it on DVD before we got together. So I was like, oh, it's, uh, The Village. And she's like, it's crap. She's like, don't watch it. And I was like, oh, it can't be that bad. It's from M. Night Shyamalan. And she's like, no, it's awful. And I didn't listen to her. You didn't take her word for it, did you? No, no. She was, she was right, though, wasn't she? Yeah, unfortunately so. Yeah, as wives tend to be. Yeah, she was. <laughs> unfortunately, she was correct. This once. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and looking at his uh, acting, uh, like since uh, like Star Trek, he's been in so much. Mm. He's been in. Um, I think we recently. I've never watched this, and I heard it's really good. Warehouse Thirteen. He's, never seen it. I've never seen it, but I hear it's really good. But I think he's been uh, people were getting excited because he was in that fairly recently. So I must. It's one of those things. It was like, oh, I must try and you know get hold of that and try and watch that. So I'm because he is in the later um, the latest seasons of it, and here it's really good. I'm mm-hmm. gonna try and pick that up and give that a watch. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Well, to be honest, anything with Brent in is well worth a, you, a, a listen. And have you watched Fresh Hell? His sort of web series. No, what's you, that about? Um, well, it's—I won't spoil it. Well, it's about him as an actor, sort of sending himself up, and they're just like these short little uh, ongoing story where Brent Spiner is a sort of a failure as an actor, and he's mm-hmm. there at an acting class and say, "Well, you know," he's talking to them and says, "Well, at least we're not Brent Spiner." Um, you, you've got to watch it. It's really funny and really clever. But yeah, I mean, it's just—I think it's just just search for Fresh Hell. He, he does promote it all the time on his Twitter account. Um, so go and watch that. Excellent. I'll have that, to have that, a look at that. That brings us to his Twitter account. Now he's a, you know, I like him as an actor. He's a bit of a, bit of a quirky guy, isn't he? Some of the tweets and some of the things he comes out with. He's got his own eccentricities, I think I'd say. I would say so, I th- and I think that's absolutely fair. Oh yeah. Because. No. He, he he doesn't uh, beat to the same drum as everyone else. He's not quite as out there as Avery Brooks. I know what's quite as out there as Avery Brooks, are they? No, though, though he was a lovely guy. He was. He was really nice, actually. Yeah. Did you uh, have a photo shoot with him? I did. I did. And um, Paul. Yes, of course he. Of course you did, because he adjusted your top. Yeah, because I took. Because um, Paul was right behind me, literally right behind me when we had that photo taken. Mm-hmm. And I went in, I took my lanyard off because I didn't want that in the photo. I took that off and then I just stood next to him and then he just turned and then just sort of went to sort of grab hold of me and I didn't jump at all. He just like, yeah, adjusted my collar at the back and it was just it was just so geeky. It was like, oh, that's really cool. And then walked out and Paul ran out and he's like, wow, Avery, Avery Brooks adjusted your collar. That was so cool. I'm like, yeah, I know. Oh, so many geekgasms. I know, it was just like, that was amazing. He touched my shirt. Yeah, no, Avery Brooks has got one of them smiles that just really just welcomes you in as well. He's, and he just seemed like such a lovely guy. A little bit out there, perhaps, from some of the things he comes out with, but... Oh, I like really, crazy. It was, it, it, it was really fun to meet. I really did enjoy, um, you know, 
those few minutes with him and you know he was like yeah he give you a nice and enthusiastic handshake and arm around you and um it would have been really nice to have had that reaction from patrick stewart but he's really not into the physical contact thing is he no that's and i know he, he, he wasn't feeling his best that weekend either oh was he uh, not no no he wasn't he, he had like a really bad throat and everything and he you know was struggling a little at times but there you go i didn't realize that he wasn't well either because mm. i know that he had turned up like uh late on the first day yeah, yeah, because he wasn't there at the initial, um, the little press event we were at, was he? So no. Yeah, that was a shame. Yeah, but he, um, because with Patrick Stewart's photo shoot, I was just absolutely over the moon to actually meet him, and I he gave us uh, Patrick Stewart was another one that, uh, like, just gave a very friendly, welcoming smile. Mm. And was just like, because uh, 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 I thanked him for uh, for entertaining me for uh, so long, and that he uh, just said that I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And then he uh, just said, oh, "Thank you very much." And that was pretty much uh, it. But uh, the other interaction was beforehand because I'd noticed that he kept his hands in his pockets. Then we, uh, as the queue was going along, no one had tried to approach a handshake. Mm. And I thought, no, fuck it, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> What's the worst that he can do? Say no. Yeah, that's true. And then uh, I put my hand out for a handshake and he just went, I'm really sorry, I don't shake hands. <laughs> it's like, I was like, don't worry, that's fine. That's fine. Just yeah. thought I'd chance my arm. Exactly. I was. I just. I was just very. I never. I was never going to react in a way like you wanker. No. No. It's just like no. That's fine. Don't worry. Because it. It really was fine. If. If that's your thing. Everyone has. Their own thing. Yeah. 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 They're not always into the. And I mean, you know, you barely even got eye contact from Shatner, from what I heard. Yeah. And I don't, uh, I don't feel uh, badly towards him for not actually being uh, someone that likes to shake hands because there were eighteen thousand people there. Exactly, and <laughs> you don't know what you're going to pick up. No, exactly. You, you don't know. Uh, well, look at us guys. I'm, I'm sure there wasn't any sort of uh, man that wasn't having a semi at that point. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, quite. Inside, so it's no. I can totally understand that. I, I'm sure if it was actually in a different environment, like if you bumped into him in a pub or something, he very well may be willing to shake hands then. Mm. Yeah, but that sort of event, it's um, yeah, a bit full on. Yeah, very much so. And as you said, if he wasn't feeling well. But I, I thought I, I just thought that he, uh, he he seemed like a very nice guy though. Yes, definitely. And well, you've got to think he's in his seventies. Yeah, seventy-two, seventy-three, something like that. Yeah. So, so still, that's uh, he's he's no spring chi- chicken, bless him. No, definitely not. And, uh, but, sorry, we're just gonna go, I'm just gonna go back to to bread spiner because we we sort of we have digressed a little. But I'm just going to do some of the, the list of some of these other things he's been in. I hadn't realised. Do you remember that movie, uh, Dude, Where's My Car? 
Yes, I do remember it. It was actually on TV last night. Was it? Um, yeah. Yeah, he was in that, apparently. He's got a cameo in that. I can't remember him being in that. I never watched it last night. I saw it was on and uh, watched it the first few minutes. I'm trying to think where I'm not sure where he in is that in film. That. You know, because there's aliens to the Neutronium Transfunctioner. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really funny film. Um, I really enjoyed it. I haven't watched it for ages. I've got it somewhere. I must um, watch that again. Where's my car, dude? Where's my car? Dude, where's my car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. What's my tattoo say? Dude. dude. What's your tattoo say? Dude. dude. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Oh, very much so. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, I, I can't think where he appeared in that film. No, I think it does say it's a cameo, so he's probably literally in the background there. Mhm. Yeah. He seems to have also done a lot of um, little uh, mini series as well with like uh, other Trek actors. Like he done, um, he starred with Scott Bakula and Bruce Greenwood in a mini series called A Girl Thing. Oh, okay. I did, never, uh, never, never heard of that. Uh, never heard of that. Never heard of that. But he was also one of those people who, I was just reading here, one of the many, many Star Trek actors who for some reason did voices and gargoyles. I really must watch this gargoyles because we've heard quite a bit about that. We've had questions in about that for Stump the Quizmaster, I think, haven't we? Yep. Um, that was ages ago now. Yeah, yeah, months ago. And I've never watched this, but when you look, there's loads of people have done voices for this mm-hmm. Gargoyles thing. I mean, it's, it's some kids show, and I think the Gargoyles were a spin-off of the Gargoyles the that were on of Hunch, Notre Dame. I think they had their own little spin-off cartoon show, but loads of Trek actors were in it, so even for that, just to see if you can spot who they are, it might be worth watching a few episodes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I agree. It, yeah, it is definitely a spin-off of Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I do like my, um, uh, Disney films, mm. so yeah, but I never actually watched that series. No, no, as I it were. But he um, does a lot of stage work as well. Yes, a lot of stage work, like so many of the Trek actors. Well, I mean, a lot, a lot of actors really do prefer the stage. You find that most mm. of them, it's, it's much more of a, a, a much better experience for them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're stuck behind a camera. Um, you know, it's do this again, do you know, do this, another take, another take. Whereas I guess when you're on stage, you've you've got the the live audience there. You know, you've got people there. You've got the, the instant feedback. So mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing that's why they would enjoy it. It would make me nervous. So. It would make me nervous as hell. But yeah, really, I thought we coped quite well under uh, doing the uh, debates at Star Trek London. Hmm. I suppose once, yeah. I suppose once once you're in it and you're doing it, you just um, you don't think about it. I suppose. How many did you do in the end? Just the one. I just just did the one. It was the big one there. There was loads of people at that one, wasn't it? The movie debate. Um, there was. On the second day, we was relegated to the uh, the stunt stage. Yeah. The stunt stage. But uh, that was good fun. No, that was a good one. It yeah. took up most of my Saturday, though. Yeah, you did a lot of those, didn't you? Yeah. You did an awful lot of those. I think between me and Paul, we covered every single one. <laughs> yeah. I th- it, Paul didn't do 
the TNG one and I didn't do the Voyager one. So, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> we, we covered every single one that day. So Well, well done, you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. It was good fun. I, what I enjoyed about that is just having people turn around and say, it, like, I had this nice experience of um, a guy and his son uh, run up to us as I was leaving the convention and uh, just say, Wayne, Wayne. Uh, thank you so much for doing the fan debates. It was a real highlight. Okay, that's nice. Is I I was just like that really did uh, make me think. Oh, it was worth it. It was oh. worth it, even though I didn't get to see the talks I wanted. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you, your sacrifice didn't wasn't in vain then. Yeah, no, not at all. And even when. Uh, Nearly accidentally killed the uh, <laughs> the trekologist uh, guy. The trekologist, <laughs> which was brilliant. Did Paul mention that? Um, we did sort of mention it in passing, but you might want to uh, elaborate a little bit. Oh, it was. Uh, I don't know if any of you uh, watch CBS Action. Uh, there's this guy called the trekologist, uh, Raoul Davis, who uh, presents uh, the shows. And he uh, was hosting a few of the debates with yeah. us. And he had decided he was the first debate that he was going to host with uh, myself was the evolution of the fan. And before we had uh, started, he uh, we was standing in the stunt stage area. And literally, you've got no stage other than these two huge platforms either side of you. Uh, and this other platform at the back where people have been running and throwing themselves off of. And um, so it, we're standing there and then he's looking up at me and Paul because he must have been about five foot seven, five foot eight. Mm. And he's gone, well, how are you guys at all? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, that's it. And then as we started the debate, he decided to jump up and stand on top of one of the stages. So he was like about eight foot high in the air and um uh my instant first comment was uh well that's the only way that he's ever going to be bigger than us Mm -hmm. which went down quite well uh, with the crowd and then uh me and paul was like going talking to people in the crowd uh and everything and i thought i'm not going to let him get away with it because he was just standing up there looking all uh big and mighty (laughs) And uh, I did have fun uh, debating with him. I did have fun. And then right at the end, I thought, okay, then closing minutes, I'm going to get up there. So he was uh, knelt down talking to someone, and I've uh, climbed up and uh, stood right next to him. So I'm now towering over him on this towering platform. And uh, that got a couple of chuckles. And then we started talking on top of the stage, and he was making a point. And uh, you, took uh, a step. Tried to, you tried to kill him. <laughs> I, I apparently tried to kill him. He took a, a step backwards and literally fell off of oh, this, so this stage. Luckily, he managed to not get any damage. He managed to stay the right way up. But oh, it was it was a highlight of the weekend. <laughs> I, bet, I, I bet that got quite a. Um... <laughs> quite a chuckle from the crowd it, it it really did and 
after your debate uh, with him on the Friday, I'm sure you would have appreciated seeing it. Yes, I, I would have done. Yes, I would have done. He was a nice guy, but he did he did take up a lot of that debate. It was difficult to get to words words in edgewise. Oh yeah, no, he. It, that's the thing. I have got nothing against the guy whatsoever. I I found him quite. Uh, quite a fun person to actually debate with mm. but if you're a wallflower at all you would not stand a chance no. you would not stand a chance you had to interject all of the time yeah definitely, definitely. so that's the thing I had my uh, proper like the balls were on show they were it's like <laughs> you, you, you just had to really go for it otherwise he would just run away with it yeah which was I found fun. No, which I found yeah, fun. No, it was fun. I mean, I, I enjoyed doing that debate on the on the on the Friday. It was uh, it was really busy, and there was a, there was obviously the five of us on stage there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it was good. We got a few laughs out of it, and the best movie won, of course. I felt that was a bit of an unfair debate. How can you have a, a, a debate when everyone agrees? <laughs> well, well, no, not everyone agreed on that. There, no. there, you know, there were a lot of people like the undiscovered country. There was the one guy who said Star Trek Five was his favourite, um, but he but he was soon rounded up and and, and taken away. Um, I was going to say they they soon found uh, evidence of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lunacy. he wasn't quite win- with yeah, it. Lunacy runs in his family, obviously. I mean, and, and no, there were a lot of people. Um, you know, who did have other favourites, but when I said, but now I said, does anyone not like First Contact? And there was just complete silence. It was like, there you go then. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was just surprised at the level of uh, people that didn't enjoy the 2009 movie. Yeah, there were there were quite a few hate, and even when it was mentioned a lot, of, it was you know there was sort of intakes of breath, wasn't there? When yeah, it was mentioned, and I mean, it's not my favourite movie. Um, I prefer a lot of the others, but. I, I don't hate it. No, I as a movie, it. it's a great movie. Mm. But as a Trek movie, it's a it's a good Trek movie. It's not the best Trek movie. It's certainly not the best Star Trek. I wouldn't. I, I certainly wouldn't say it would be in the middle. I would say it would definitely be one of the better. Yeah, it's in the top three for me. Uh, I would say. Yeah, I, I would say it was. Well, yeah, I would say it's definitely in the top. The top four or five for me, but still, uh, I I still can't understand how anyone could defend Star Trek Five. No, I think he was the lone voice in the wilderness there, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he, he really was, and you you soon saw everybody just move away from him. It was just like what? It was funny actually. Um. Uh, later that day when Paul and I had gone back to the hotel and we went to the off-licence there mm-hmm. to buy a load of drinks, he was there with his wife. Oh, was he? Yeah. It was like, look, it's that madman who likes Star Trek Five. And and did you go and actually shout that in his face? <laughs> no, we, we we made a bit of a joke of it. And then um, he said about the music, and I says, no, I've got to give that to you because the score in Star Trek Five is good. Yeah. It does have a nice score to it. Um, so I gave him that point, but he was a nice enough guy. So I was like, you know, it was all it was all good humour. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, definitely. It, it, that's 
I think how a, a lot of the event went that it's within the debates you could get away with saying stuff and be like no, it's just you're just putting on a show yeah definitely exactly and um were we talking speak, about Brent Spiner I mean we was talking about Brent Spiner <laughs> we went back to Star Trek London it's not as if it was important to any of us no no, we really shouldn't have um, digressed onto that topic, should we? <laughs> no, you know it's just going to go back to Star Trek London every so often for the next four months. And then, Yeah, because by the time four months comes around, they might have uh, announced the next one, and then we can start talking about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just a vicious cycle. It is. It's never going to end. No, let's hope uh, so. <coughs> uh, but... Did you ever listen to any of uh, Brent's uh, singing? Is uh, I've heard, I haven't not extensively, um, but no. I, I've seen stuff on on his website and I've seen stuff uh, in YouTube videos and you know he can sing. He can. He's, He's quite quite a musical sort of quite a musical sort of person. I was uh, yeah I was quite surprised when I actually because I had always known that he had released the old um, old Yellow Eyes yeah album I'd forgotten about that yeah old Yellow Eyes and uh, yeah no I was really pleasantly surprised when I uh, actually heard him singing a couple of uh, YouTube videos mm. and of course I mean there's in, in a few of the um, the movies and episodes you'll you'll hear him singing mm hmm. He, yeah. does, he does a nemesis. He sings at the uh, sings at the wedding, doesn't he? He does. And what instrument does he play in the uh, band? Oh, oh, I can't remember now. I really cannot remember that. He faked playing the violin as Sherlock Holmes. Um, yeah. But I really can't remember that. Because I just wonder if that's a true instrument that he can play, like uh, Jonathan Frakes. Gets the old trombone. Mm, gets the old trombone out and uh, yeah. gives it a go. I'd have to go back and watch that bit now. But also... It means, it, means watching Nemesis again and that's when Data dies and I'm still upset about it. <laughs> oh, it's, it. Yeah, but at least that's another character, B4. Yeah, I mean, if you, if, yeah, if you can call him a character. Although, a shell. A shell, yeah, and he... I like I like like the voice the way the way they did the voice for that and he he again plays it well because he seemed just very simplistic and very again very naive even more so than Data was. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was he was convincing. Everything he does is you know always well acted. Um, because, and no more is this shown as well uh, in a fistful of Datas. Oh, that's an awful episode I haven't watched that in probably since the original run really I don't mind that episode ah oh, no it's terrible I don't mind it at all because yeah but you got I enjoy Brent in it Brent's fantastic just playing all of these uh, western characters maybe I'd have to watch it again because like I say I probably haven't seen it since the original one um I think I've probably just got bad memories of it. Bad memories of that episode. Maybe we'll do a supplemental on that because we have been reviewing 
Um, you know, we have the luxury when we do supplemental. You know, all the other shows who do, you know, like previously, they're committed to doing things in order, and so are the Delta Quadrant. On uh, on supplemental, we've got the luxury of just picking all the really good stuff and reviewing them. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So you end up uh, favouring it. Like, look at this poll. Choose from these awesome episodes. Yeah, exactly. It's like we we rarely put bad ones on. Although I did I did put a bad one on for the Voyager poll last week, which was Demon. But fortunately, it didn't get picked. I was just um, trying to think which one was Demon. Demon is the one where they go to the planet and that silver blood stuff replicates the crew. That's not that bad. It's not great though. It's it's not great, but then also it's not, I enjoyed the follow-up episode to it. The follow-up is better. Yeah. The follow-up one is better. Um, that's where Tom and Balana get married at the end. Um, yeah. But obviously we've got the luxury there, so maybe I'm going to put some. Maybe I'll put the really next time we do TNG. So we're doing an Enterprise one next week. Then we'll have a TOS. Then I'll pick some the four worst TNG episodes. And you think a fistful of data deserves to be in there? It's one I'd, I, I, one I remember as being really awful. If I watched it again, I might think actually it's not as bad as I remember. Mm-hmm. So I'd put that one down because I, I remember it as being truly horrible um, Major Trek have already done Sub Rosa which was an absolutely diabolical episode yeah. um, The Outrageous Okona from season that 2 is, that is god awful that is a really really bad episode really bad I'd rather watch um, uh, what's it called the highlight episode in season 2 oh Shades of Grey yeah. yeah I mean that's that's crap just because there's no storyline to it. At mm-hmm. least some some of the clips are quite nice. Um, and there were reasons behind that. But The Outrageous Okona is just a shockingly bad episode. Yeah. J- Justice as well, from season one. Um, I, I can't defend Justice, but I didn't think it would have been one of my least favourites. Uh. But... Honestly, who wants to kill you after fucking falling on plants? Yeah, I know. It's just bad. And, and the, the, I, I just don't say it's like, okay, then let's just beam Wesley out and go. Yeah, just sod it. Yeah, and the, the alien thing, let my children be, and all this. It's just, uh, it's just, yeah, I but just the, didn't have a clue what they were doing early there, and it's just like, oh, uh, no, it's terrible. Really awful. And look, everyone has to run on this planet. Yeah, that's right. They did run around, didn't they? I'll put yeah. that one on. Every everyone ran about, and everyone dressed like they were skanks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bizarre. A really, really strange. I'm going to put that one on the list as well. Yeah, I think so. Nice planet. Nice planet. <laughs> about that was my highlight of the episode. Uh, Michael Dawn's one-liner. One-liner, yeah, that's pretty much all you can uh, get out of that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So, and is it, is it, uh, is it true? Um, obviously, Brent had so many scenes uh, with Spot that he actually hates cats. I'd heard that. I had heard that. That uh, obviously, I mean, Spot's in ten episodes, maybe. That's a complete guess. I'm not sure how many's in. Um, but I have read that that he really didn't like cats. That's probably one of the worst things that he can 
that you can actually do is to have to work with a with an animal that you don't like. I mean, I'm not a big cat person, um, so I, I do have some sympathies with him there. So, uh, though uh, I, I I don't think oh, I like cats. I like cats, but I just find it interesting. They, he, he was probably thinking, Christ, why didn't they give me a dog? <laughs> yeah, but I were goldfish. Yeah, that's the thing. Picard gets the fish. They're so easy to look after. They're probably not even real. They're probably holographic. I'm liking this future, Lark. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome. Don't have to uh, clean your own fish tank. No, no. This is, it makes life so much easier. So much easier. So he's not actually got any uh, upcoming uh, movies at the moment, has he? Uh, none, none that I can see. So, I mean, he has been doing a lot on that Fresh Hell um, series, which is really good. You must go and check that out. As well as Warehouse 13. Yeah, yeah. And he does seem to be very, very busy going to conventions as well, because just keeping an eye on Twitter... <coughs> Excuse me, I have to start at London. He, he was at an event in Texas somewhere, and then it, I think I saw this weekend he's off to somewhere in California. So, to be honest, that's probably a pretty good living for him as well. I think I they, would they imagine can, it's quite a nice earner. I think they can do quite nicely out of uh, flying around the place, getting put up in nice hotels, and, and just having photos taken with people. You know, that's. Uh, it doesn't I, sound bad to me. It doesn't sound bad to me at all. I'm sure you can make a very nice living. Yeah. Definitely. I'd do it if I could. Oh, wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? So, so I suppose we've just scraped the surface, but we're quickly running out of time. We are running out of time, and we have digressed an awful lot, so yeah, apologies for that. So I suppose it's time that we move over here. And now it's time for Name That Trek, the weekly quiz where you have to guess a character the following audio clip. Fascinating. Yes, and it's time for Name That Trek. So Name That Trek is our weekly competition where one of you lucky people out there in Trekmate listener land can win the Star Trek DVD box set of your choice. This is a really, really easy game to play. What we do, we play you the three character clips. They're worth one point each. We play you an episode clip, which is worth two points. And then we give you a mystery character, which is worth three points. And all you need to do is uh, listen to the clips, send in your answers, and the person at the end of the season with the most points wins Star Trek DVD box set. It couldn't be easier. Not a single iota. No, although some of the clips can be a bit tricky. But there's no easier way to find out how to play the game than listen to last week's clips. So here goes. Thinking on command. I don't want to hear it. Tried it. I'm Diana Troy. It's an honor to meet you, Dr. Graves. Yes, of course it is. This is one of the truly great moments of your life. Uh, excuse me, sir. Are you a Romulan? Hardly. He's a Klingon, Corrine. Corrine has lived here since her father died when she was very young. Her only knowledge of unhuman races comes from me. Klingons and the Romulans don't look much alike, Corrine, even though they act much alike. And your character for this week is... I was born in 2337. I graduated from Starfleet Academy in 2362, and I have a sister. So, how did you get on, Wayne? 
You haven't listened to last week's show, so I'm going to guess pretty badly. <laughs> I'm going to say, well, actually, I've got the list here, so I'm pretty sure I could get all... <laughs> You're looking at the show notes, but I will give you the answers. So last week's answers were Data, Hoshi Sato, Robin Leffler, the episode was The Schizoid Man, and our mystery character was Tasha Yar. So there so, you go. Yeah, there you go. See, I, I, I was quite confident there. You, you probably would have done okay. Yeah. Considering I wrote the answers down for you in the show notes and you're looking at it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I promise you by ne- the next time we talk, I will be nearly up to date with every single Trekmate family podcast. That's quite a chore, isn't it? There's quite a lot to get through. There's a lot of hours listening. Uh, it is, it is, but it's uh, it's not that uh, not that impossible for me. I I spend a, when I am listening to podcasts, I spend a lot of time listening to them. Mm. So I, I'm sure I can achieve that. I'm sure you'll get there. So, should we uh, give this week's clips a listen? Why not? Here come your three characters. Here goes. Twelve minutes. I don't give a damn. Okay. This week's three characters. Hmm, interesting. Let's see how you get on with that lot. But uh, you might want to have another listen. So let's listen to those characters again and this week's episode clip. Here we go. 12 minutes. I don't give a damn. The conclusion. Containment breach in 40 seconds. It's almost there. Primary junction. You'll have to divert the secondary relays. The panel to the left. I see them. 20 seconds. There you go. Nice and maybe easy, maybe not. We'll see uh, how you do with that. I, I think it comes down to that famous phrase of You can always uh, get a couple. You can always get a couple, and if you're a fan of that series... You might get that episode. Yeah. I wonder how many times we've said that over the last few months. Uh, pr- probably as many times as the competition's actually been run. Probably. <laughs> okay, and here is this week's mystery character. I was born in 2165. I died in 2368. And I've been married several times. So there you go. There's your mystery character for this week. So it's dead easy. If you want to enter name that Trek, you can send us an email to trekmate at trekmatefamily.com. Or you can send us a direct message on Twitter. We are trekmate1701 on Twitter. Now remember, you can only send us a direct message if we're following you. So if we're not following you, give us a nudge, follow you back, and you can get your message over. Remember, don't put that message out as a public tweet a sneaky Romulan bugger will nick your DVD box set. You can also send your answers over via Facebook. Just search for Trekmate on Facebook. But again, do send it as a private message. And if you really, really want to, you can leave us a voicemail on Skype. We are Trekmate1701 on Skype. Excellent. So there you go. That's Name That Trek for this week. So now you've played a game. It's that time. Let's go here. 
Time for Stump the Quizmaster. Stump the Quizmaster. Stump the Quizmaster. Yes, Mark, it's that time again. It's Isn't that time. It's time for you to get your sweat on as we stump the Quizmaster. <laughs> okay. We've got some questions this week. We have got uh, a few questions uh, being provided by uh, the goddess of podcasting herself, uh, Cena Alvarado. Thank you again, Cena, for sending those questions in. Yes, it's most appreciated. It really is. Um, so her, you can see what she's been uh, watching this week, Mark. Okay. As uh, the questions this week are based on the Voyager episode night oh i like that one it's a i love this episode it's a great episode i really like that really fun episode hopefully i'll do okay then okay what type of radiation is discussed throughout the episode right that is theta radiation because it's the malon isn't it Ding. theta radiation poisoning well done mark Wee. That's it. It's a good start. It'll obviously, being an episode that you enjoy. Yeah, I like the maid on as well. I think maybe we should get a set of questions on the uh, outrageous Icona. Oh well, we might be watching it soon. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> question number two: At the staff meeting near the beginning of the episode, what does Harry Kim say they should uh, treat the journey in the void as? Um. Sorry, can you repeat the question? At the staff meeting near the beginning of the episode, what does Harry Kim say they should treat the journey in the void as? Um, a holiday. Well, vacation. I'll give you that. They should treat it as a two-year vacation. Two years. I knew, I knew it was a long time for them to get through. Yeah, but two-year vacation. Because there's nothing there. It's just empty. They're just not going to... They're just going to sail through it and not have to do anything, yeah. Exactly. Cool. So you're doing pretty well here, Mark. So it's uh, two out of four so far. And uh, the next question. Tuvok tells the story about how Janeway, as a commander, felt guilty about sending a team on an away mission and they were seriously injured. On what ship did this incident occur? Oh. Oh, bugger. Um, the only ship I can remember Tuvok serving on was the Excelsior. But he wasn't on the Excelsior for that long. Um, mm. And also, if he's uh, if it's a story regarding Janeway. Mm, I don't know that one. The, the USS Awesome. I don't know. I'm going to have to concede that one. I've got no idea. Stump, 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 the Quizmaster. Woo! Well, you got the USS part, right? Oh, that was a pretty good guess. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Billings. The Billings? Oh, blimey. Yeah, the Billings. The USS Billings. I would never have got that. No, wouldn't have got that in a million years. So, uh, for a bonus question... Oh, a bonus... What is the name of Harry's 
Marinette Concierto. It is Echoes of the Void. Very well done. I really like that episode. I think I actually had this episode on VHS. Um, it's one of the ones I bought years ago, so I'd watched it a lot. You know, it's one of those where you didn't have much track. Um, mm-hmm. So I've watched it a lot, and I really like this one. Yeah, it's e- Echoes of the Void. Really, really, it's a fantastic episode. So yeah, no, uh, very well done, Mark. That that's, was very speedy. That's three Stop out the Quizmaster. Three out of four, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. Norm- normally we end up cutting loads of ums and ahs out of the. Do. I usually cut about fifteen minutes of me going, oh bugger, um, mm, yeah, um, I don't know, yeah, I do, mm, yeah, but no, well, no, that was straight to the point, mate. Very well done. Thank you. That makes it an easy edit for me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, obviously, remember, next week is our one-year anniversary. So. If you want to get any messages into us, please make sure you do. Trekmate at trekmatefamily.com. Uh, also, follow us on Twitter. We're at trekmate1701 on Twitter, or you can get us on Facebook. Just search Trekmate. Um, though, please also remember obviously, you're listening to us, so I don't know how long you've been with us, but there's a whole world of uh, other podcasts out there on the Trekmate network. Oh, there certainly are. There really is. So, uh, please do stop by and try and uh, give the other guys a listen because every Monday you've got uh, previously in the Alpha Quadrant with uh, Paul and Adam. So uh, them guys are uh, probably <coughs> the two of the funniest guys that I know. Yeah, definitely. They uh, they very much, they're right up there and they're fantastic. It, well, there isn't anyone that I don't like on the network. They're, everyone's such lovely people. Um, Tuesdays. Who's on? Tell us about Tuesdays, Mark. Tuesdays we have, yeah, we have the Trekmate in the Wilderness podcast from uh, our friends down under, JD and Fez, with their different spin on Star Trek. I did that just again for you, JD. You did appreciate that this week when I uh, said they had a different spin. That's definitely what you could see uh, say about those two guys. So uh, yeah, listen to that on a Tuesday. And on a Wednesday, you you might have heard of him. There's a, a handsome chap uh, by the name of Mark Stamper hosting uh, Trekmate Supplemental. Yes, indeed. And on Thursdays, we have the lovable Trekmate Paul and Brace for Impact, mm-hmm. where Paul will get drunk and talk for about 15 or 20 minutes about some random subject, usually Trek-related. So watch out for that. Also on Thursdays, we, of course, have the fantastic Delta Quadrant podcast. Yeah, we do, and uh, them guys are going through uh, Voyager from beginning to end. Uh, they're currently on the third se- uh, season yeah, early uh, of season Voyager, three. and uh, they, uh, they've uh, now got a full, uh, they've got replacement co-hosts now, yes, haven't they? Yes, they have they've had the full complement there, so we have, uh, we have Matt, we have JD, we have Ben, and we have Melissa, and Ben and Melissa are doing a great job. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't listened to no. the, the last three Delta Quadrants, so I'm looking forward to seeing how them guys are getting on. No, they're doing really, really well. Excellent. Also on. Uh, well, I'm. I'm thinking of actually changing the day of Bracer Impact because on Thursdays as well is the Lou Trek show. Yes, of course, and our new uh, our new family member. 
Yeah, a brand new family member, the Lou Trek Show. Uh, so join uh, Lou and Brian as they discuss all things Trek uh, in a very entertaining and funny way. So uh, I I might actually move Brace for Impact to a different day. Yeah, I think that would be... Um, we don't want to overload people on a Thursday, do we? No, no that's the thing. You, you want to spread the love. Maybe a Tuesday. So, But still, either way... It, it, I'm sure Paul won't mind. No, I'm sure he'd be fine. <laughs> and uh, on Fridays, uh, you have the wonderful 10 Forward, hosted by uh, Cena Alvarado, uh, Jacqueline, and uh, sometimes Matt will uh, drop, drop by from the Delta Quadrant, and more and more recently, uh, uh, good old Michael Clark. Yeah, he's been stepping up there, and he's been doing a great job on that, uh, on that podcast. So, uh, yeah, well done, Mike. And, of course, on a Saturday, we have uh, Mike's show, uh, where you're a co-host, Wayne. Mm-hmm. And that's the holodeck, where you look at mostly at Star Trek comics, but you have been threatening to do some games. You haven't quite got around to doing games yet. Well, the thing is, with uh, that, there's so many more Star <laughs> Trek comics I than know, there are I know, I know. games. But um, I'm not much of a comic fan, but I must admit, um, I have been listening to it, and uh, I've, I've been really enjoying it, and... Uh, Mike was kind enough to uh, send over a couple of comics, and I did read some of them, and I, I enjoyed them, actually. Really good, I, so. I did hear that you uh, had been tempted over... To the dark side. To the dark side. No, uh, I, really, I really enjoyed some of the uh, yeah, some of those. They were uh, You can read through them quite quickly. In a yeah. small I read in book, that takes forever to get through. You can get through it, and uh, some of the artwork on them was really good. So, yeah, I enjoyed them. So if you're into Star Trek comics, or even if you're not... Make sure you give that a listen. And just recently, um, uh, last week, uh, he had an interview with uh, J.K. Woodward. That was really good. I listened to that on Saturday when I was setting up my old computer for the in-laws. Mm-hmm. Really good interview. Really enjoyed it. Really, really interesting to see, um, you know, just to find out a little bit more about the, the creative process. He it, it was, and I thought Michael handled, handled it so well. He did. He did. It was really, really good, sir. So I I can't fault him at all, and he's been an absolutely fantastic host. And I, uh, it's a show that I really do enjoy uh, doing with him, just because you, you feed off of other people's energies. Yes. And yeah. Michael is right up there. He's, uh, he's so enthusiastic, and it's fantastic. And then obviously Sunday you're back with us. So um, make sure that you listen to uh, some of the other pods. Uh, if not, visit the uh, forums and uh, give us any feedback and join in the track talk and uh, make sure that you stop by, read a few features and uh, keep up to date with all of the latest track news all going on at trackmatefamily.com. So, Mark, thank you for joining us. My it's, pleasure. It's good to have you back. It, oh, it's, Welcome it's back. Good to be back. Good to be back. So, uh, for now, people... That's Trek Me. Let me just say this to you, Jake. You look like a fine young man. Have you seen me in the theatre? Because as good as I am on film, I'm even better. Shall we say greater in theatre? Let me just 
say this to you, Jake, before you sit down. My friends call me Patrick. You may call me Mr. Stewart. <laughs> Call me Sir, Mr. Stewart. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> it's a cheap parlor trick. I've been doing it for years. But Brent, I have to ask because I do remember an interview with the uh, men of Star Trek on The View. And, and Joy Behar did try to get you to do that with Patrick at the end of the couch. And you respectfully declined. I'm wondering, anytime this presence does that happen, where you will go and break it. I, I have done it in front of him before. He doesn't like it. I, I, I actually phoned uh, his wife once. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to make it home for dinner tonight. I'm so sorry. She said, why? You said you'd make... No, oh, I can't. I've got... I'm here. I've got more shooting to do. We've got six more scenes. She said, Brent... <laughs>